Hi, this is the Think Queerly podcast, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. Before we get into today's podcast, uh, a little housekeeping, or rather an announcement, about a free webinar that I will be holding, and it's called How to Create Emotional Recipes for How You Want to Feel. So if you've ever been kind of completely annoyed and, and tired or frustrated with losing your cool in a, in a difficult situation, um, getting argumentative, just getting upset, feeling negative, or even experiencing harmful emotions, then I invite you to sign up for this live and interactive webinar. I'm going to be teaching very effective and useful strategies that you can use to manage and control the emotional states that you don't want to experience, that you want to avoid, so that you can feel empowered and in control of how you feel and your desired, your most desired emotional states more often. So this webinar is going to take place on Thursday, July 8th at noon, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, if you can't attend at that time live, please do register anyway, because it's the only way you're going to be able to get the replay of the webinar and to be able to receive the personal evolution process download. So it's a little different this time. If you know about my personal evolution processes or you've tried any of them before, I'm doing this one as a live training because... There's so much more that can be got out of this particular process, and this is such a defining and refining process so that you can be in control of how you want to feel. So that's basically it. The link is in the show notes. Again, the webinar is going to be happening on Thursday, July 8th at noon, and sign up you will not be disappointed by attending this live webinar. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Now it is Monday, June 21st, 2021, on the date of recording this episode, in which I'm celebrating pride in my own way. June is traditionally pride month for most countries, cities across the world that do accept and allow and permit a pride in whatever way, shape or form to be celebrated. And so I'm calling this, what is pride and why should we celebrate 2S LGBTQ plus? These are my personal reflections and thoughts, some that I've shared before and which I believe bear repeating. So I want to open with a bit of a dialogue, and then I want to cite a few paragraphs from a number of articles or notes to podcasts that I've recorded over the years in celebration of Pride. And given what I do, (laughs) given that my podcast is called Think Queerly, uh, that I have a publication on Medium by the same name, and that when I looked at the various categories that you could choose from for blog posts on my website, I think there's over 108 that are categorized under LGBTQ. Well, I guess it's important that I actually share these thoughts again. Now, over 
my own life, I've certainly had ups and downs with how I've thought about what pride means to me. And so this is a reflection in the here and now with looking back not too far from this point in time, 2021. Now, I want to mention just a couple things before I start my little opening monologue, is that I said, why should we celebrate 2S LGBTQ+. I was watching um, a video by Mark Tewksbury, who's uh, very well known in Canada, if you don't know him elsewhere, uh, as winning gold and breaking the world record in swimming in Barcelona at the Olympic Games many years ago when I was in my mid to late 20s at university and then was one of the first uh, out gay swimmers at the time, went on to represent the, uh, I guess, the Canadian delegation for the International Olympic Committee and uh, helped launch the out games and was organizing that. And there have been some revelations in Canada about uh, the indigenous population and the deaths and murderers and hidden graves of children um, at what are called residential schools um, from our past. And there is far more acknowledgement going on that is not the same. It has similarities to what's happening with uh, BIPOC lives, Black Lives Matters in the United States and in Canada. But it just goes to show how important it is to be aware of the diversity of humanity and that the status quo is not a fixed thing. It is a variable. And a status quo is an idea that comes from a small group or a country or a nation or a government or an ideology that is trying to control, that is trying to set up a framework and to box in the way in which people are going to act and think and what they consider permissible and those human beings they consider worthy of privilege. So he was suggesting, based on something he learned, that is important that we highlight and prioritize two-spirit lives instead of just saying LGBTQ or LGBTQ+, or however that acronym may change, that we put the 2S in front. And so that's why I've called this, why should we celebrate 2S LGBTQ+. So here's my monologue. Living with pride means living fully and freely out. With acceptance, freedom, and peace of mind as values you can experience on a daily basis. Living with pride is how you use your difference and your uniqueness to make a difference, to make a positive impact in your world and on the lives of others. But we don't have to be divisive to make a difference. Seeking only to make a difference without consideration for the potential consequences may not create a more harmonious society and humanity. We must first seek connection to make a collective difference, even if that connection is at first only with others like 
ourselves. As they say, sometimes there is freedom in numbers. And the more of us that are out and proud and visible, the greater the potential for others to simply see us for who we are. And that allows us, by being out and visible and active, to affect change and change in an evolutionary sense or a transformative sense. Now, living out and proud for me has been both a struggle and a lifelong experience from coming out at 18 years old in 1984 to being who I am now at 55 years old. I have evolved over those more than 35 years of my outness. And at first I was scared and I lived in the closet constantly opening and shutting that door behind me remaining in the darkness and only allowing the door to creak open a little and let a little bit of the light on the inside. But in my early 20s and early 30s, I evolved into being radical, political, an advocate, and and not caring about what other people thought. My attitude back then was basically, fuck you and fuck your intolerance. It's been a long time since then, and over the last few years, perhaps it's the wisdom of both experience and age and contemplation and my recent studies of the Tao Te Ching, the deep contemplation of about 10 translations and commentaries of what that ancient wisdom tells us about personal responsibility and leadership is that I should not diminish or judge my past. Because this is the experience I've had to have and had to go through to get to this point in time. And now I find myself working to understand how humanity can embrace belonging and acceptance without prejudice. So having pride is about living with authenticity. And authenticity means that what I feel on the inside can be fully and freely expressed as my self, my whole self, openly and on the outside. However, that manifests as my characteristics, my mannerisms, the way I dress, my tone of voice, the words I use, and my preferences. Yes, Living proud still means that I may have to still justify and explain who I am to others. Living authentically means living who I am with honesty, first for myself, and without the fear of retribution or reprisal. It means that I can live at the moment, in the now, without worry about who I am perceived as by others, by being different from them. We are all similar and different at the same time, which is the naturally arising mutuality of human existence. We are all similar and different at the same time, which is the naturally arising 
mutuality of human existence. And if you fight against that or reject that truth, it's a lost battle against the nature of human nature. And finally, living with pride is a brave way of being. It is one that is courageous and vulnerable at the same time. Living proud may sometimes require a lot of effort and energy. But the result is that your proud life makes the world a better, more humane place to be simply because you show up and you exist as who you are. Now, I'm just going to highlight a few quotes from some previous articles and podcasts I've written about pride in the past and maybe a comment or two about what they mean. And in the show notes, I've got the links to each of these articles if you want to read them or to listen to them over the remainder of this Pride Month in June. So from a post I wrote called, If you had a message to your younger queer self, what would it be? And my answer was, just take the risk and not be afraid of who you are. The shame that you may have felt is not your fault. That's the conditioning of the status quo that made you believe that something was wrong with you, which is absolute bullshit. The more challenging it is to believe this, the more you are on the verge of living your authentic self. Now, from a piece I wrote a couple of years ago, Pride, Party, Protest, or Both, I said, Pride will always be political, so long as it continues to exist. Pride, as a celebration, because it is celebrated, is a priori political because of its origins. Even those for whom Pride only seems a big party, the nature and existence of Pride was built upon the foundations of a political movement. And so the politics of pride are that of visibility, acceptance, and equality. Pride says to onlookers, the people standing on the other sides of the barricade at the parade, hey, take notice, we're here, we're queer, you need to see that we exist and we will march, we will protest, and we will party in the streets to celebrate who we are, and that love is love. Now, a similar title, but an expansion on what I was saying in that previous article, is titled Pride, Should We Party, Protest, or Both? Gay, slash LGBTQ, slash trans, slash black, question mark, pride. And it was a bit of a discussion about all of the different acronyms, or rather the expansion of the acronym LGBTQ and what this meant. I was speaking about a particular experience where I was at a uh, an outdoor uh, party, and from what I had learned, I couldn't help but see the whiteness. <laughs> I'm a white male. I'm a cisgendered male, and I've had to learn a lot about what prejudice and racism means because I've been affected by homophobia and prejudice for being gay, but I haven't had these other experiences. So I wrote, how my eyes see things differently now. I used to look at the world in very black and white fashion. 
blinded by the extremes of the extremities. That's one thing about ignorance. What you don't know, you can't perceive. Now, once you learn new things and see the falsehoods of what you used to believe or the limitations of your past beliefs, there's no turning back. So in larger cities, pride is mostly lost its original foundational meaning and raison d'etre, like Toronto or L.A. or San Francisco. But all things change. And that is not a nod to forgetting or ignoring the past. Instead, it's the awareness and the acceptance of the fact that things change. Nothing remains constant in the universe. However, I will take the commodification of pride any day over being marginalized, oppressed by the state, and being jailed for doing what the laws of a land may deem indecent. And we are seeing more of that, we are seeing a regression of freedoms for LGBTQ people in various countries in the world right now. So by accepting, let's say, some commercialization of pride does not mean I won't work to control or regulate what that commodification of pride looks like. But on the whole, and sometimes it's a double-edged sword, commodification means visibility. Now, when the podcast was still called Living Out Podcast, I published Pride as a Celebration is de facto a protest, but, and I said, as queer people, we need to work together for the rights of all, against ideologies, against restrictive and fundamentalist religions, racism, sexism, and all forms of prejudice. What hurts us hurts others, and vice versa. Equality for some is not equality for all. Because we can't avoid the fact that when we celebrate, we are going to marginalize. There will always be somebody left out of our pride celebrations. When we celebrate without the historical memory of where pride has come from, even before Stonewall, and not making Stonewall the single historical point on the map of the timeline of LGBTQ history, we risk marginalizing members of our LGBTQ, our 2S LGBTQ plus collective, for all of us who identify as queer. As much freedom as we feel we have gained, we still don't have humane rights for all. We only have human rights, which can be taken away by whoever is in power. And finally, just around Pride last year, I did an interview um, with Olivia Nuama, the previous director of Pride Toronto, And we spoke about reconfiguring pride to savor black lives in 2020 and beyond. This was all just after the the terrible tragedy of George Floyd in the United States and all the resulting protests and people speaking up and Black Lives Matters and COVID. Quite a year, 2020. And as an observation I wrote, and this will be the 
the wrap for today's show. There are multiple intersections of inequalities, systemic norms, laws, attitudes, and ideologies which demonstrate that it's never a single issue that is the cause of prejudice, bigotry, and racism. COVID-19 has shown us the volatility and impermanence of everything we thought to be constant by disrupting our lives and society. As Jack Cornfield said in one of his podcasts in 2020, if you don't grow in love through the pandemic, somehow suffering will have won. If you don't grow in love through the pandemic, somehow suffering will have won. So perhaps that is another message of pride. And pride not in the sense of being egotistical, proud of one's accomplishments, but pride in being who you are authentically is a very different idea than a pride in accomplishments. Being proud of who you are in the sense of accepting yourself. And acceptance means love. We can't love others until we accept ourselves. We can't receive acceptance and care and connection with others unless we love ourselves. Because if we don't, we will have some wall, some barrier up around ourselves. And the closet is itself a box that protects us and keeps the outside from getting in, or rather, our truth, who we are on the inside, from getting out. (sighs) Now more than ever, if you can't think straight, think queerly. And if you've celebrated your pride already, happy pride. And whether it be virtual or whether at some point this year you are able to somehow get out in the streets and protest or dance or take part in some form of an organized event, happy pride and live with pride, proud of who you are, for who you are is all there is. <laughs>